Some sort of, uh, was it a poem or something? I can't remember exactly how it got started, but Jacinda, scripture, that's what it was, so about friendship. So Jacinda said, all right, y'all, we got to stop complaining. Let's meet, let's meet her um, work one day at 12 o'clock. I think that's a good time because some of us would work third shift, and then I think Danielle went in at like 2, so that was the perfect time. And we just kind of just laid off. We opened up scripture, and we said we cannot go into work every single day. And knowing that God has blessed us, gifts that he's given to us, and it was just like my outlet to come and be with my sisters and knowing that others were going through situations such as myself, but we were getting through it through our faith and belief in Christ. So I said, about September, I think of 2015, I said, all right, God, fix my attitude. I'm going to go to this job. Still unhappy, still unhappy. So it came, I believe it was March of last year, I walked. I remember it was a bad day at work, and I'm not a really emotional person, but y'all, I would be in the bathroom like crying, just so sad about this job. I'm like, look, I, I've tried to submit applications everywhere. I'm freelancing. Why have you not given me another opportunity? Now, come on, Jesus. Like, you know, I'm talking to that guy, like, come through, Lord. Like, I'm putting my ties in every Sunday. What you doing? So... <laughs> I was on the way to stolen lunches in another situation. I'm sitting in my car crying or whatever, and I, I don't know why we feel like crying and just don't fix things. But sometimes you just release it and it just make you feel better. The situation had been fixed, but you don't cry about that thing and you pray. So I get inside of stolen lunches and I sit in the corner, and I believe this was actually your first time that you were there that day. So we had company, and I was showing out over there. So I was sitting in the corner, and I just had, like, a stink face. And um, I hear this word, and you know how when you're trying your best, just put a smile on your face and just trying to go along and get along. And Amelia, I never will forget, it came time for prayer requests, and Amelia raised her hand and said, can we pray for Tyler? When I tell y'all, everybody, everybody's head went around and looked at me, and I was like, yes, can we pray for Tyler? So <laughs> it was just such a beautiful moment of us coming together and just really knowing that there were people who were um, praying on my behalf. So I remember I got home, pr- cried again, and I went to sleep, and I woke up that morning, and I said, I apologize to God. I said, God, you've done so much for me. I have food. I have clothes on my back. My car, I've had my car since I was 16, but it's still kicking, still rolling. My family's doing well, and I apologize for waking up every day and making this one small situation about my life turn into a negative when it can always be so just terrible. So I just prayed. I just prayed on my way to work. And I was like, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. I know I'm going to get through this. And so when I tell you all that was like the worst day, but I had a bad day at work. I think it was the day that uh, Ferguson, that was when Mike Brown, the uh, jury decided not to indict the, um, the officer that shot him. All hell broke loose that day in news. And I'm like, God, I said I was going to fix my attitude. Come on now. So I'm trying my best. And I remember at the time I, I was on air, I had an on-air segment that I was doing, and I had probably like 15 minutes to put my makeup on. And I walked in there, and I started to scramble like I normally do, throwing stuff and saying words I shouldn't be saying. And then I said, no, God, I'm not doing this anymore. You let me know right now. Do I need to stay at this job or do I need to go? And I distinctly heard him say, I have something better for you. I went on air, did my segment typed up my two months resignation. I don't know why I did two months. But anywho, I stepped out on faith. So ever since of June 2006, I mean, excuse me, June 26th of 2015, I have stepped out on faith and I have been a freelance writer. So I work for Blavity.com as an assistant editor. I make my own schedule. 
I freelance here and there, and I have not missed the beat. I don't know if any of you all are at a crossroads in your careers where you're like, come on, Jesus, like I was. But when I tell you, when he tells you to do something, be obedient, be obedient. And I was so scared. And, you know, fear is so crippling. Fear is extremely crippling. And the reason why I stayed so much longer at the job is I was scared I wasn't going to have any money. I was scared I wasn't going to be able to pay my bills. But when you put your faith, your total faith in him, he will provide. Now, I'm not going to front. I had some scary moments. I was like, God, this bank account, we're not working out right now. But (laughs) but it, it, it worked out in my favor. So I say all that to say today's topic is about my father's business. What are you doing to make use of the time that God has given you here on this earth? And I'd be, and this is not a political agenda whatsoever, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that right now we're in so much turmoil in America. It's just some scary situations that are happening. Um, Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, the police officer in Dallas, Police officers in Dallas that were killed, Baton Rouge. I don't know if you heard it last night. Teens were killed at a shooting in Florida at a nightclub. So why did God spare me? What makes me so great? You know, and I said, and this is not definitely not like an apocalyptic type sermon. Like God, come get you tomorrow. It's not. It's not one of those type deals. But to really sit back and think, are you truly making good use of the time that he's giving you? We don't know when we're going to expire, but are you just going through on cruise control every day? Are you just kind of just getting by? Are you really hitting the ground running every single day that God gives you? So God's got a plan for you, and you have a schedule to keep to. So today I kind of want to talk about having an action plan for your life. So this is like a cheerleader go you type type message that I have. And I kind of did the preacher thing, so I got to, Six points, not long at all. So the first, uh, I won't be before you long on this afternoon. But <laughs> so did I tell y'all I'm funny? Did I tell y'all I'm a comedian? Okay. So the first one, my first point is free yourself from distractions. Free yourself from distractions. What is distracting you so much that is keeping you from God's will? How much time do we all spend on social media? You say you're going to get on for five minutes. It's five minutes. Well, let me check my notifications real quick. You know, let me comment on my picture, comment on other people's pictures and be nosy. You look up, 30 minutes have gone. Okay, you, you're on your lunch break. You're still scrolling. Let's see, later on in the evening, you're still scrolling. You spent probably four hours total all day on social media. That's time you could have been in your scripture. That's time you could have been calling a friend you haven't heard from in a while. That's time you could be ministering someone, you could be volunteering, but we spend so much time glued to our um, devices. Now, things have evolved, you know, so essentially we can't get by without our devices, but we're so deeply immersed in them. Think about it, TV, How to Get Away with Murder, Shondaland, oh, my God, during the fall, I binge Netflix, any binge watchers? Okay, fire (laughs) stick. Think about all that time that you're putting towards this senseless and mindless entertainment that you could be working on yourself. And this time just goes by so quickly. Think about some of the negative relationships, some of the friendships that you have, some people, or romantic relationships, people that you know aren't good for your brand. And I don't mean like brand, brand business-wise, your spiritual brand. That you're supposed to be referencing, oh, I came up with that. Write that down. You're a spiritual brand. God just gave me that. Write that down. <laughs> your spiritual friend. So really, just really uh, 
begin to start to take inventory of the time that you spent and eliminate what doesn't evolve you. Eliminate those things that are taking you away from God. We're in the age of keeping up with the Kardashians and the Joneses and the Carters and the whoever else is the, the number one pop star or A-lister right now. And for some reason, I don't know why on social media we feel as though we have to have validation from people. For some reason, we have, our worth is based on the number of likes that we get. I'm a blogger, and so I know that I have to study my analytics and my traffic oh, my God, I'm, I'm down three, not three people today. Nobody like me. Oh, my God, I must have had a typo in my blog post. Why is it that we are so concerned with being validated from other people and we're not worried about what God thinks about us, us, what God is doing for us? We put our energy in things that really aren't necessary. So you have to always keep your mind on things that are eternal. So right now a scripture I have for you is Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 and 34, and this is such a familiar familiar verse, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you, all these things, anything that you want, whatever your heart desires, all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That should give somebody some peace right now. We're constantly, I need to find another job. Lord, when am I going to get married? I want to have this baby. You are not on your own watch. You are on somebody else's time. Deal with it. <laughs> this is what it is. Another, you know, and I talk about spending time on social media. How much time do we spend worrying and crying and going back and forth about situations that you have no control over whatsoever? Say that word, Tyler. But <laughs> so number two, make yourself available. Are you fully available for God? Are you kind of just popping in, read a little scripture here and there, say a little pr- scripture there, I mean, say a little prayer there, go to church on Sunday, and then go to other six days and not even worry about him at all, not even be concerned about him. And I realize that when I am at my best, it's when my mind is constantly and totally on him. And, I mean, I know people think I'm in a grocery store crazy, but I'm like, ooh, God, these tomatoes on sale, whoop, whoop, you know. <laughs> I'll be in a car driving like, oh, God, you just did that, that red light. I didn't sit there too long, you know. <laughs> and I'll just have these conversations with God and just open yourself to him. You know, we'll, we'll go to Bible study. You know, we'll, we'll be friendly with our sisters, say a prayer. Can you just go on about your life? Are you really taking the time out to honor God? Are you really making yourself available for him to, to bless you? And I really don't think that, just reading the scripture here and there and praying, you know, whenever you want something, is honoring God. Do you really have a relationship? Because there's a difference between a relationship and religion. Two completely different things. You like it? You like See, y'all, I'm telling you, thank you, God. He's dropping them gems on me today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So you really have to focus on having that relationship. I'm sorry. I had to do the technical thing with opening up my scriptures today. So you can't put God, you can't send God a voicemail. You cannot put him on airplane mode. You have to always totally be available to him. So here's the way I look at it. So whenever you're at work, when your boss is not around, what are you doing? On Facebook. You're not, I mean, you know that whenever someone that of a importance, someone who has an impact on your livelihood, you're going to try your best to, you know, be on your best behavior. And then whenever they're not there anymore, you kind of just slack a little bit. God is a 24-7, 365 operation. 
you cannot slack on the job for him. You just cannot. He's totally there, always there. So why isn't that you won't give him more time during the week than you do to everything else? Something to think about. Something to think about. So I have another um, another scripture for you. It is Corinthians chapter 15, verses 57 and 58. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. You'll pray and you pray. It's like you've just been praying for something for years and it's just not coming into fruition. You have to have faith that it's coming. Again, you are on borrowed time. God does not work for you. You work for him. So you have to continue. Wait, go ahead. <laughs> Say it again. One or two what? What? Yeah, one or two Corinthians. It is First Corinthians. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. First Corinthians chapter 15. Thank you so much. Verses 57 to 58. That's exactly where that word comes from. But don't slack on the job and always immerse yourself in his work. I have. Uh, I think that was the only scripture for that one. So the next point number three, consult him in every decision that you make. God is killing me with these faces that can look at me. <laughs> so you know how you run to your friends, you run to Facebook, you run to Snapchat, and say and, and talk about all these things that are going on in your life. Say, hey, y'all, I'm praying about this. But are you really praying about it? Are you really, really, really talking to him and really meditating on it? With God, you have to make sure that one thing I will say is I could do my life over again. There's nothing I wouldn't, I would, you know, do differently except I would have prayed more and confided in less people. You cannot trust people with your vulnerability. On your face, and I keep going to social media, my job is social media related, but on your Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, whatever platforms that you are, are on, there are two or three people who are waking up to check your page to see if you are, um, if hell is wreaking havoc in your life. You do realize that. Not everyone has your best interest at heart. So why are you running to social media to post what's going on in your life and you're not hitting your knees to talk about it? Why is that? Something to think about. I know I'm, I'm having a bad day, and I'm really trying to get better with this because I know I have my job. Um, I have their image to protect as well, and I want go in sometimes on social media when I can't do this. So I'm learning to, sometimes I will draft the post and I'll backspace it, but I'm learning to step outside of the situation and talk to God instead of consulting everyone else. Now, I'm not saying that we don't need each other because we do need each other, but you have to be very mindful about the situations that are going on in your life. You can't tell everyone about it. You just can't. You, we all do have certain prayer warriors, but everyone is not worthy of going on this ride with you. They're just not. And I know that I'm a blogger, and I used to blog about every single thing that was going on in my life, da 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 and then I had to sit back and say to myself, why are you telling these people these things? Why? Like, what, 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 are, you, what are you getting from this? And I know some, some people will in, inbox me and say that really, really helped me, but then I also had to say that's private, that th- those are private affairs that are not conducive to what's going on with everyone else. And there's a scripture, Psalms chapter 118, verses 18, and it 
No, I'm sorry, verse 8, excuse me, Psalms chapter 118, verses 8. It is better to put trust in the Lord than confidence in man. Man will let you, well, keeping up with my, my best friend's grandfather told me, keeping up with the Joneses will let you down every single time. While you can't necessarily see God and, you know, have him right there in front of you, and it's easy. I mean, we're, we're, uh, we like to touch. We're, we're, we're creatures of habit. We love to be near somebody, have someone love on us. But get in, get, get in the mindset that he's sitting right there beside you. Have those conversations with him. Really get in the, the upper room with him. <laughs> All right. So, oh, and I had another scripture, Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 11 and 14. Regardless, you can hide from God all day long, but he knows what's on your heart, so why wouldn't you talk to him about it? Why wouldn't you have these open conversations? And it starts off by saying, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away to be captive. He's there the entire time. Why can't you join him there? He's there all the time. Number four, be obedient. Be obedient. We want instant gratification. All right, God. I spent. I was nice to that person for five minutes. Now, come on, give my blessing. I put my money in church. Now you said ten percent. You said you'll get back to me. Where is that? Where that money at? Why do we? Why do we get so anxious about these things? Why, why do we feel as though we're so entitled that you know we are God's children? We should be confident in Him. But why do we feel as though we do one good deed that the world owes us something? Why is that? Why is that? Nobody owes you anything, really. You know. Kindness, and I, I, whenever I, I um, what did I do? It was the Soul Lunch's prayer call. I think it was in February, and I um, spoke about kindness and how easy it is to be kind. My grandmother used to always say, you must be sweet and kind to everyone, and God will bless you for it. It's so very true. So why should, do we feel as though we have to, um, we have conditions. We have certain terms and conditions. You know, like when you sign up for social media and they say, check that you read all of these. Why do you have terms and conditions for loving people? Why do you have terms and conditions for just being the person that you were created to be? Be obedient to what he, what he has um, designed you to be. Proverbs 3 and 5, I think I know this one off the top of my head because I opened it up that day that all help work loose at work. I think it is trust in Trust in God with all. Anybody, can anybody pull it? I don't have it up right now. What is it? It's trust, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Amen. Who said that? Say that word. That was all y'all. Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh. Look, now, I read the Bible, and I ain't say I knew it all. So <laughs> I apologize. But you, have to put, you have to be wholehearted in every single thing that you do. You can't just half-step it. God's not half-stepping the blessings that he gives you. So you can't just kind of just put your foot in there, you know, tap, you know, splash around in the water a little bit and think that things are going to just go exactly the way that you want them to go. Number five, renew your mind. Renew your mind. If you're about God's business, every single day you have to wake up and be on fire for him. You just have to. 
you can't just wake up and say, Lord, I know you just gave me this second chance, God, but just don't let me punch nobody, Lord, and go to jail. Amen. You, you can't do that. You, you cannot have that attitude. Let me ask you guys, let me ask you this question. When you wake up in the morning, what are some of the first things that you do? And be honest. You re- Go ahead, sister. God, God bless you. That's a good habit. <laughs> what else? Social media. Thank God. <laughs> I ain't mad. I used to watch the news too, brothers. Okay. <laughs> you said you what? Read the scripture verse of the day. That app is so handy. That app. If you don't have it, the Bible verse, and it'll get, can't you get an alert for it too? So it's so cool to have that. You what did you just say? Meditate. Write that down. Go on dates with God. God dates. When you first wake up in the morning, you have to really, you can't just go based off, you know, you having a good day because you know what? There are forces that are against you every single day. And you have to wake up and make sure before you leave your house, you leave your house with God's favor. Put it on. You might have a cute necklace, you might have cute earrings, whatever. Your best accessory is God's favor and don't ever leave the house without it. Pray for it. Ask for it because you have to remember that you are greater than what is against you. And, again, just like I said, there are people who wake up in the morning to check your Facebook and see what's going on with you. You got people on the road that are driving crazy. There's so many car accidents. Think about how many times you thought you got so upset. God, I was late this morning. Why did you make me late? There was a car accident. If you would have left the house five minutes earlier, that could have been you. Anything. There's so much going on right now. So I do have Proverbs chapter 16, verses 1 to 3. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established every single morning. You, you have to stop and just take time and just say, Thank you. Thank you. Because there, I remember um, I was working. It was really, really early, and people were just in a nasty mood. Just like, ugh, it's too early to be here. Do you know how many people who didn't wake up? And we take that for granted. You know how angry you get when your alarm clock goes off? Somebody is in an eternal snooze. Seriously. Seriously. So, why, again, why is it that we think we have to, you know, it seems so small, but I truly think that we dishonor God every time that we complain. And that's something, I'm a natural-born whiner. Like, my mom will even say, you still sound like you did when you were four. Like, cut it out. That's just how I am. I don't know. Sometimes I feel as though I am entitled, so that's something that I am working on um, personally in my life. Another scripture, Philippians. I always ask, am I making, am I making sense? Am I good? Everybody's good. All right. Everybody seems to still be awake. All right. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Rejoice, uh, excuse me, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle, gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. This is the part. That, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Peace. Go get you some.
I, I'm telling you, I, I and I constantly have to sit back and, again, still apologize to God for that time in my life where everything was just so dark and so negative, and I would never take the time out to look at the beautiful days. I never will forget that Friday whenever I was um, leaving the TV station. I got in my car, and it was just like, I, I know what Whitney Houston was saying, you wait until it fails. That's what it was. I got in my car, and I just felt like this huge weight lifted off my um of my chest, and I knew that on Monday morning, all I could think to myself was, I don't have to be at work at 1 o'clock in the morning. Guys are so good. And so I woke up that Monday morning, woke up at 9 o'clock, y'all, didn't wake up at midnight. I was so excited. And I walked outside, and for the first time in, in four years, I could feel the wind tickle on my skin. I wasn't so – I'm trying to get emotional. I wasn't so bogged down and weighed by the negativity. I was missing out on God's artwork. I was missing out. It's beautiful. Do you ever sit there and just look at the clouds and just think him? You know, not to sound too spacey, but I'll just sit there like, how did you do that? That was you. That was all you. And, again, you spend so much time on negative things. And I, I'm still in the media. I still work on news pieces in the morning. But some of the things that you, the images that we entertain will resonate with you, and that negativity will spew out. So you really have to make sure that your mind is always on him. And my last point is know that you are a winner. You have to, no matter whatever your goals are in life, it may seem as though it may take five years, ten years, however long it may take, you have to realize I am a child of God and God's going to bless me with what he promised me. It's just once he gives you that confirmation, everyone, you know, has different relationships with God. But when you know that God has given you that confirmation, leave it at that. Just keep pushing and do what he's asked you to do and know that it's going to come and be yours. Romans chapter 8, verses 31 to 9. I'm going to try to get through this really quick. This is a pretty pretty um, lengthy one. Let's see. Come on, come uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. What, thing, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up from us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are all killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for slaughter. Yet all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angel, angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other thing created shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is within us, Christ our Lord. Never see that. And, you know, and, and one of life's biggest questions is, why am I here? How do I know God is real? How do I know Jesus is real? Who should I pray to? God revealed himself on the cross, came back. If that's not confirmation, if that doesn't let you know that he's real and that your prayers aren't in vain, I don't know what is. So you have to make sure that you're constantly 
being a good manager of your time that God has given you. And so um, let favor chase you down. Make sure that you're always, um, you're always ready because you're going to be tested. You're going to be tested. This has been the year of trying it for me. Um, y'all, I call it triation, the actor state of trying it. That is what it has been for me. And I promise you, once you have finally, you know, made peace with certain things and you've really made a conscientious effort to, you know, um, have a good relationship with God, that's when all hell breaks loose. That is when you want to go back to your old ways. That is when I want to go back to 2008 and 2009, Tyler, and catch a charge. I've never caught a charge. I'm joking. I've never been arrested. I've never, I've never been in trouble with law enforcement. But you always have to know that everything is working out for your favor on his behalf. So that's all I have today. I lied. I'll make sure Jacinda gets these questions. I did have a worksheet, but unfortunately I did not print enough. But I have four questions for you to answer, and you can do this on your own time anyways. I'll read them real quick. It's a personal mission statement. Actually, we did this at my last event, um, Girls Right In. One of my speakers, her name is Brittany Smith now. Um, she just got married. She actually crafted an action plan for everyone. So once she find out what your purpose is to actually move into it. So she had questions for us to answer. So the first question is, what is your passion or, or calling? Once you've identified it, what are the needs slash issues that you are put on earth to address? Next up, what are you doing to address the fulfillment of your purpose or your passions? Are you just going through every day, you know, just saying, Best of luck, Tyler. Good luck. Hope everything works out for you. Are you really working towards your God's purpose? What principles or beliefs guide you? And then list, this is so important, list the names of potential individuals slash partners who will hold you accountable. Accountable. Find accountability buddies. Find people who are really going to text you, email you, call you, and check up on you and make sure that you're really doing what God has ordained you to do. So that's all. The last one, list the name, that, that one lists the names of potential individuals slash partners who will hold you accountable. So, oh, and by the way, I left my job, but um, remember I said at 25 I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I want to be a sitcom writer now. So my purpose is I am good with connecting folks. As you can see, I have jokes all day long. So I love to entertain, and I know that sometimes life can be heavy on us and can get us down. If I could be that one person to say one thing that can change someone's day, that's, you hold power in laughter. So you, there, there's some sort of power when you can just kind of shift things. So that is what I want to do, and I'm working towards, and I'm getting pretty close. So thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. You, um, I, I attend Central Church of God. I don't know if anyone else in here. And yesterday, um, you just confirmed everything pretty much my pastor talked about yesterday, especially social media. So I just want to thank you for confirming and giving me confirmation because I do spend too much time on social media. And like maybe so many of you with all the political stuff that's going on, I find myself getting into confrontations with people on social media for whatever reason. That's the devil, and that's exactly what he said. That's exactly what he said, you know. So thank you. I just want to – I don't want to take up too much of, of everybody's time, but you confirm a couple of things that were said to me just this past week, and I really, really want to thank you for that word and message. 
Stay on social media, y'all. <laughs> Give it up for Tyler. Tyler, I never thought I would hear you tell anyone get off social media. Because she would be, it, it was your job. My sorority sister texted me the other day. I haven't heard from her. And she goes, are you okay? She's like, I haven't heard from you. And I'm like, well, we don't talk anyways. What's going on? She's like, you haven't been posting to Facebook, and I ain't seen you on Instagram or nothing. So I, I wanted to make sure everything was okay. That's a shame. Here you go. <laughs> Yeah, that that that's powerful, Tyler. Thank you. And I just want to remind everyone that our storms are really a beautiful place in our life. Doesn't feel good when you're going through it. We actually hate it, you know, and the whole time you're in the storm, you're like, God, get me out. God, get me out. I can't breathe, you know. But it's beautiful to see Tyler a year after that. Because even outside of your storm, you were still like, why did I leave? You know, what's going on? And and. But the storm is a beautiful place. It's a place that shapes you. It's a place that makes you so much stronger. It's a place where you learn a lot. So here we are a year after, and she actually has bullet points for us to teach us about what to do when we're in the storm. So we thank you for sharing that. And like she said, her job was social media. So if you had to go up there all the time, but you learned so much. You learned a valuable lesson there, and really it's about going right back to God. You know, today if you're in search for peace, a peace is right there. You're just not grabbing hold of it. It's God. God bless you. God bless you. It's that conversation with God. It's how are you waking up and spending your morning? You know, what are you feeding into your spirit? Your spirit is hungry first thing in the morning. It's starving. What are you feeding it first thing? Because that's what you're running out the door with. And then you're wondering why you're still hungry. You're wondering why you're on fumes. You're wondering why you can't be a blessing to the person you're sitting next to. You didn't get filled up first thing in the morning, okay? Well, it's cool. Here we are and right at noon. You know, what are you doing on your lunch break? What are you doing in your breaks? Like she said, when the boss man ain't looking, you know, how are you spending your time? We, it's our job, our full-time job, 24-7, to be in search for God and to be in constant communion with God because we have work to do. And most of the time, it has nothing to do with us. It's the people that we're supposed to, that we're connected with as we go on day to day that we're supposed to be feeding into and pouring into without them even realizing that we're doing that, depositing a little seed that later on God will handle and will blossom into something. And you'll see them a couple months later and be like, girl, you got that job now, you know? So we have a, we have a job to do, and it's much bigger than ourselves. So thank you, Tyler, for reminding us that it is all about our Father's business and to get us realigned today, and to get us outside of self, and to take it back to God. So one thing I want us to do really quickly, we have one minute, we don't have enough time, but look to the sister next to you, and for everyone that is watching, or anyone that is listening, I want you to share the one thing that you have been in prayer about this last week and over the weekend. What have you been praying about? Share with the one lady next to you really quickly, we have one minute. And for anyone who is listening, and for anyone who is watching, write that down. Take a second right now to write down what you're praying for. What have you been in prayer for? I 
20-something years later, God put me in a job, Clear Channel Radio, where she was first introduced to Charlotte. So that's been like a divine assignment. So here we are at a job, and now we are in entrepreneurs. And she, she said, I just got the job, but I've already stepped past the job. I'm an entrepreneur. So it's like I was reading the Bible. You know how you get so fat full of the scripture and you're not sharing it with nobody else because you just feel like, you know, I'm scared. I'm scared to say what I know. And, you know, I just went to go buy a pretty shirt. This was pray, play, and obey. You know, I was like, I just called them for that. And it turned into something completely what was necessary. So she kicked my butt. We went to lunch. And it was like a literally a stolen lunch. Like, I didn't have the time. She didn't have the time. She was only supposed to sell me the T-shirt, and I had to go on with my business. But um, we stole that lunch. And I said, how am I calling myself your friend and I haven't even been to your Bible study? She said, well, forget that. What's going on with you? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, girl. And I was like, you know, I shared my story. I'm at home. I'm comfortable. You know, I wanted this place to where, you know, I feel like the daughters are crying. You know, beauty is a, is a, is right now is not beautiful. You know, it's like people are complaining about how they look and they head and everything. Like, I can't get a job because of how I look. Just stupid stuff. So I wanted a place where women can cry, where they can, you know, release and just release. And I wanted that to be private. But Jacinda said, no, my husband goes and he goes, he's a barber. He doesn't own it. He doesn't have to own it. He goes and touches those feet every single day and prays for every barber, every client that walks into the, every head. Got him on the phone. He didn't know me from a hole in the wall, but I followed his brother. I was like, they're a powerful anointed couple. So, you know, she talked to me. She was like, no, we don't go to this salon. Oh, I feel the spirit. The good salon. <laughs> I'm like, you know, maybe. And I'm like, oh, my God, I know someone who's so successful. Why am I not going to her? So, you know, I got obedient from her. She did her job. I called my sister. My sister was like, I've been waiting for you. Where you been? I wanted you here. Like, I asked you like eight months ago. So the position was there. I went in there, and I started touching every seat that's in there and praying before they walk in, do my Heavenly Father, which are in heaven, on the, on the chairs. But, you know, it, she gave me an, uh, a date of accountability, and I think August 1st. Yeah, August 1, we still we still counting down. But I made an effort to make sure I do not protect the assembly. I'm going to connect more to my sisters, and the, the will of God has to be continued. There you go. <laughs> thank you. I don't know, but thank you, Miasha. Real quickly, what are you grateful for, last table? Somebody got to be grateful for science. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll... Okay. All right. So and I'll make this brief because I know it's 1 o'clock already. Um, today, today I text Jacinda and I said, Jacinda, I won't be able to make it because I have, a, um, I have an interview, a phone interview at 1 o'clock. I've been out of work for a year and a half now. I said, so I, I didn't want to rush to get back to try to find a quiet place for this interview. Well, uh, and I said, but I'm going to miss this. I know it's going to be a great anointing. I need to hear this word today. I know Tyler, and I know she's going to deliver something powerful. Well, lo and behold, the people that I'm doing the interview with uh, emailed me and said, we're pushing the interview back till 2 o'clock. I said, thank you, God. I needed this. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, just it's, 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 
important to keep in the forefront of your mind what you're grateful for um, because that's what will keep you in your peace as well. A couple side things. I do send out the newsletter. If you do not get the newsletter, if you're not on the email, stop by and see us. We do want to connect with you because what we do is we send out a newsletter that will come out later today so you can watch it, you can play it back. Some people can't make it, you know, and it's due to time and that's understandable, but they sit at home in their quiet time and they're able to still be a part of the, the blessing that was shared today. Um, tons of things going on. We have uh, hashtag lunchbag Charlotte where we get out in the community, pack lunch bags, and also put love letters of encouragement in each bag. And that is happening on August 6th. I'll have information about that. Coffee and conversations, which is like our Bible study, but on steroids is what I call it because we go for two hours where we can really be girls and really talk and share stories. All of us will share, and that's on August 27th. We already have about 25 people that have RSVP'd for it, and we only have space for 50 people. It's a free event just like this. We like to keep it free. So come on. And most importantly, Stolen Weekend. This is the last week. This week and next week is the last week, and then we'll close up um, all reservations. Stolen Weekend is a retreat that myself and my husband are putting on, and we are going to the beach. We are going to wake up on the beach and have meditation as the sun rises and be with God. A lot of people have already RSVP that are in here. We have about 40 people coming, singles, couples, men and women. Um, everything's included. Once you get there, we'll do a carpool to get there. But more importantly, we are going to have a lot of fun. I originally had a plan. I have all these speakers coming in from other states. And I was like, we're just going to be fed. You're just going to be poured into boom, 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 boom. I was ready. I had it planned out. And then he said, no, 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 no. We're going to the beach. We are going to have fun. We are going to laugh. We are going to, and then God's going to do his thing. And so he stopped me in my tracks, and we started putting together a totally new um, program. And I encourage you ladies, get your girlfriends, get your guy friends, jump in the car, and come out with us. Space is available, and like I said, I'm going to close this up next week. So about a week and some change, I'll close it up at StolenLunches.com, StolenLunches.com, and there's a Stolen Weekend tab there. And like I said, everything's included. All you need to do is get your butt there. We're stealing away for the weekend to be at the beach with God. So that's what we're doing. And then last but not least, we're officially a 501c3. Yes, we did it. So Stolen Lunches and Inspire Her Conference, we are all one big thing. We're here to inspire. We're here to do God's work. And so if you've ever come to a Bible study, if you feel inspired or God deposited something in you, we'd love for you to deposit something in us. And so we have a donation button on our website, and so we'd love for you to just sew in any, any way um, if God ever places it on your heart. Um, they tell us uh, people don't know if you don't ask. So I'm asking, you know, we've been doing this now for a couple of years, and we love it, and I'm going to continue to do it. God's going to continue to provide for us to do it. But if he ever, you know, talks to you to do something, then do it. <laughs> StolenLunches.com with the donation button. All right, um, I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer so we can get back to work. Yes, ma'am. There you go. We connect. If we always know someone, if it's not us ourselves, we will connect and get it done. All right, ladies, if we can, have you grab your sister's hand. And for everyone on the call or who's listening, I know you wrote down your prayer request earlier. You can email it or give it to your accountability partner so they can be praying for you as well. Everyone on the call and everyone listening, please bow your head, close your eyes. I know at work they're going to be looking at you like you're crazy, but it's all good. It's for God. Lord Jesus, we thank you for every single woman that is here today, every woman that is listening to the sound of my voice, and every person that is watching this live, God. 
You placed this on our heart years ago and what sounded like a crazy idea, God, but you are moving in the midst of all of our lives, God, and showing us that even in the middle of the day on a Monday, we can still come together and praise your name, God. Today we just come and say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for everything that you're doing in our lives. Thank you for waking us up this morning, God, and for any person that felt uh, darkness over them, God, we thank you for erasing that right now, God, and filling us up with your love and your power and your anointing, God. We pray that you orchestrate our steps, that you are our words, our mannerisms, our thoughts, and everything we do as we leave this room, God. Show us who you want us to bless as we walk out of this room, God. Show us who you want us to take the time with and pray with today, God. We pray that you use us as vessels for you in this walk in Christ, God, and we thank you for how you're working in the midst behind us. We lift up every prayer request to you right now, God. You've caught every single tear, God, and you know every single uh, uh, cry that we have, and we pray that at this point, right at the point of their need, God, that you come in and you meet every single person, God. We pray for stolen lunches in this ministry, God, that you continue to anoint it and use it and grow, God. The last thing that we want to say to you before we even get out of this prayer is just thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus. In your name, God, we pray to you because we adore you, we love you, and we honor you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, connect with each other before you go. You have an accountability partner. You've got homework to do. Thank you for every single person that called in today. We really appreciate it. We did have some technical difficulties at first, which was a good thing. Everyone called in and prayed, um, but we did have some problems getting on the line. So we do apologize for that. But we will be sending out the email. If you have any inf- any questions, um, email us. It's info at stolenlunches.com or uh, stolenlunches at gmail.com. We love you and have a blessed day.